Land Media. This is On Carlson Drive. Listen, before we go on with this episode, we'd like you to do something really simple. Share this episode with someone you think would enjoy listening to a good story. Or send it to the storyteller in your life. You know, the person who comes to mind when you listen to this podcast. We think there are more folks out there who might enjoy this. So right now, share this episode. Okay, back to the show. From Boogie Land Media, this is On Carlson Drive, a dusty little dirt road of memories from the wit and whimsy of Wendy Bonifield. Today's episode, let's see where the wind will take us. I couldn't sleep. I laid there for hours. Sleep. Sleep. Please sleep. It was not happening. It was 48 hours before our wedding day. We had to pick up friends from the airport and make final preparations for the rehearsal dinner the next day. Please go to sleep. For a number of reasons, our wedding was in Chicago. My family and I were staying with friends the few days before the wedding. Peoria was a little too far to travel back and forth. That night, the night before the night before my wedding, I was sleeping in Heidi's room. Heidi was 13 years old, and she had generously given up her room to the nervous bride. Please go to sleep. I give up. Giving up on falling asleep, I wandered the quiet house. I tried to watch TV, but I couldn't get it to work, so I spent the rest of that sleepless night reading adolescent fiction off the shelves in Heidi's room. Needless to say, the next day, I was a mess. The first of many tears came as I stood in the bathroom curling my hair. Why was I crying as I curled my hair? When my little brother, who was six at the time, and our ring bearer, When he noticed I was crying, he simply came in and gave me a hug and left. I stood there and cried some more. Poor Randy, he didn't know what hit him. I cried all day long. I cried when we got stuck in traffic on the way to the airport. I cried when I saw my friends whom I hadn't seen since we graduated four months earlier. Honestly, I am very thankful that it was the night before the night before our wedding. On the eve of our wedding... I mercifully slept all night long. Our wedding day came and went in a blur. I've been told it was a lovely ceremony. Short and sweet is the description. Family photos, wedding cake, and then farewell. Randy's dad had arranged a fancy hotel suite for us by the airport. We set off, and then his dad and his brother Bobby were to follow later and pick up the car. We were off to Seattle, Washington the next day. 
awkward moment of the day happened when Dad and Bobby decided to stop by the hotel room before taking the cars home. Awkward. The next day began with a shuttle trip to the airport. Boarding the plane, and then we were off. Off to a little cabin in Bellingham, Washington. Months earlier, Randy's parents had given us their frequent flyer miles for our honeymoon. We could go anywhere in the continental U.S. Our choice of Washington was somewhat random. Randy had been there once and thought it was beautiful. He thought I would like it, so okay, Washington. That was it. That was our plan. We had plane tickets and a destination. I think our idea was that we would just get there and see where the wind took us. That was our plan. So, no plan. We would cross our fingers and hope for a little luck and a little magic. The little magic came in the form of my grandmother, who, by the way, is the best person God ever created. When she heard of our see-where-the-wind-will-take-us plan, she immediately had a better idea. Her younger brother, Denny, had a cabin in Washington. She was sure he would let us use it. If there had been cell phones around, she would have called him right then. But it wasn't long before she let us know that great Uncle Denny would love to let us use his cabin. I knew all my other great aunts and uncles. I even knew my great-grandmother before she died when I was ten, but I had never met my great-uncle Denny. My grandmother was generous and kind, and it seemed that her younger brother was also generous and kind. It wasn't as simple as mailing us a key and an address. No, he would need to meet us in town so we could follow him to the cabin, too hidden away for us to find on our own. We were supposed to meet him around four o'clock in the afternoon. Plenty of time and daylight to find our way. Easy. Easy. The airlines laugh. <laughs> Not long in the air, an announcement is made. We are making an emergency landing in Texas. We have lost an engine. Please do not worry. We have another engine that will allow us to land safely. Thank you for your patience. We will make every effort to get you to your destination in a timely manner. We will not keep you waiting in the airport for three hours before we have another plane ready to take you to your honeymoon cabin. Thank you for your patience. Not only did we wait in the airport over three hours before our new plane with two working engines was ready to board, when we boarded our new two working engine plane, we sat in that plane at the gate for another two hours. Now our plane maybe had two working engines, but they were not going to turn them on until it was time to go. No engines, no air. Guess what, Randy? Your new bride not only cries over nothing when she is extra tired, she is also not a good traveler. Fortunately, we were the only ones in a row of three seats, and I was able to lay down and try to keep everything down. We made it to Seattle. Still, one more leg on the trip to make it to our cabin. We jumped. Well, Randy 
may have jumped. I merely slumped into our nice, clean, white rental car, and we were off to meet my uncle. On the highway for a while, then off the highway, onto winding, hilly, curvy mountain roads. Around the corners we went, up the hills, and around more corners. Soon, Randy was going to learn another lesson about his new bride. When I say, I feel sick, you need to pull over, that means I will throw up in two seconds. It does not mean, please find a convenient place to pull over so that I may throw up. I will wait. So I rolled down the window and threw up all over the side of our nice, clean, white rental car. My sweet new husband pulled a pair of his shorts out of the suitcase and wiped off the side of the car while I finished emptying the contents of my stomach on the side of the road. Those shorts were never the same. As hard as I tried, those stains were never coming out. We finally made it to Bellingham and meet my Uncle Denny in a gas station parking lot. It was midnight. I was so sick, so tired, and smelling like vomit. I was in no shape to meet a long-lost relative. He greeted us with such kindness and grace. No word about how late we were. We followed him down a few more winding roads, pulled off to the side of the road, and hidden down the side of the mountain was a lovely cabin overlooking a lake. It was beautiful. But all I wanted to do was sleep. Over the next week, we explored the woods and the water. We had a lovely dinner and a few visits with my uncle and his family. We had a great time. Randy has gotten better at pulling over quickly. I have awarded several full airsick bags to unwary flight attendants over the years. But even with all that, Randy will still travel with me. Now that's true love. Yeah, so we get to uh, have Randy behind the microphone right now. Usually he's over there sort of just mumbling ideas. Making sure the recording's going right. Right. And all that. Yeah. Yeah, so now, but since the story wouldn't be much of a story without him, we get to have a conversation with him. Not much of a honeymoon without the groom. I suppose that's true. As I listen to this story, the first thing... I mean, I can remember greeting you in the sort of the entryway into the gymnasium area of the church where we were getting married. And that moment where you walked, we walked in and you just sort of melted. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was one of those moments like in a, in a romantic comedy where the character has decided that they don't want to get married and they have to tell the other person. I didn't feel like it was that, but I knew something was wrong. You looked a little shell-shocked, I think, well, if I remember. You were a mess. I was a mess. <laughs> oh, two ways about it. <laughs> and there was a full day yet to be accomplished. Right. And uh, You had no idea what you were in for. <laughs> you know, that's kind, that's kind of a, a, an, an analogy for our marriage. It's true. It really is. Yeah. I had no idea what we, we, I was in store for. <laughs> 
<laughs> we made it through that day, though. That, was that the day of the rehearsal? That was the day before the rehearsal. Okay. All right. We had some chores to do, just yeah. finishing up a few last things we had to pick up. It was not even the rehearsal dinner. I'm not even sure we spent that much time together that day. I think we did. We did a, quite a bit. Okay. Um, you know my memory. I do know your memory. <laughs> but I remember that moment. That, yeah, that's pretty that's good. Still, it's burned in my brain. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, it all turned out well. Yeah. So far, so good. <laughs> we've, been, yeah, we've been married like 30 years now. It's, I think we're going to be all right. We're, we're doing okay. I think we're going to be okay. I think the funny, the other funny thing about this story is the way in which you remember some of the the windy roads. You, we didn't even get to the windy roads. I know, you, you keep up. saying that, but I'm sure yeah, it no. just, in my brain, I remember it being like this dirt road. <laughs> well, the, the there was a dirt road, but we we had not even gotten there. I mean, we literally, we, we, we land in, in Seattle, we get the, our rental car, we pull out and get onto the highway. I remember this distinctly. It was, it was a left entrance, so you were entering onto the highway from the left rather than the right into the fast lane of the highway. And it's a, like a three or four lane highway. And you say, at that moment, I'm not feeling really well. I'm going to need you to pull over. Well, that meant I had to go across three or four <laughs> lanes of traffic to get over, and and it was a it was busy, and so I'm trying to get over, and by the time I got over there, you had your window rolled down, and, and yeah, I don't remember any yeah. of that. I'm sure I was just every moment of we that were was still like, in Seattle. Like I'm like, trying right, to yeah. not throw up on my honeymoon. Yeah, all that entire day was me trying not to throw up. <laughs> well, yeah, that flight was, that's probably one of the worst flights I've ever been on, especially when it came to, you You indicated in the story that, you know, we sat in the plane with just that stuffy air. That make, made me feel gross. Right. And I have a stronger stomach. I mean, wh- one of the things I've learned from that is that whenever we fly together, which isn't that often, but whenever we fly together to make sure that you have... The air sick bag right there. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always make sure that's just right there at the ready. You know, we've taken some trips down into the Ozarks in Missouri, and some of the the windy roads of that is kind of crazy. Yeah, but those roads up in Washington were were extreme. I remember that in particular. It was beautiful. Oh, it's a gorgeous area of the country. And that cabin was just spectacular. Yeah, right on Lake Whatcom, and we visited Western Washington University, which was where your your uh, Uncle Denny taught. Yep. Um, we spent some time with your, your uh, would they be your cousins? My great nephew? I don't, I don't I'm not even going to try and figure out what my great uncle's children would be to me. Someone can email that to us. Right. Do the homework Someone will and let, let us, us know. know. Yeah. Yeah, do you remember the moment, though, going back? Do you remember when your dad and your brother decided to visit our oh, hotel? Oh, Lord, that was... Honeymoon hotel You know, room. I love my family. <laughs> and my dad had arranged for this hotel for us, and it was really stunning. It was a... You walked in, and it actually had two floors, which was crazy. But I remember the room, it did. The room had... Yeah, it was it on did. two separate floors. Yeah, balcony. And so it was a wonderful place, and my dad had done enough work with some hotels in the area that he was able to arrange this. 
but it was a little weird <laughs> for my brother and my father to come visit the hotel. Yeah, but, I just hid in the bedroom upstairs. I mean, we had just arrived, so it wasn't like we had been there long. No, but it was just weird. Yeah. But I try to try to forget about my dad and my brother coming to visit the hotel. <laughs> it's in the story. You can't forget. I know. Not anymore. I, you know. Thanks. But that that cabin was was really. I mean, it it was just such a nice location. I remember taking the boat out on the lake and and. Uh, but right. even just the view from the cabin. These. Yeah. Well, the we still have the pictures and, that we took right out the windows. Yeah. I mean, they're. Tremendous. I mean, it was just a really wonderful view. And, but, you know, I think, it, you know, going back to our wedding, we, we had maybe one of the shortest wedding ceremonies in, on, in the history of man. That's what people tell us, but I don't remember a moment of it. All right. We, we actually have an audio recording of it. We don't have video of it, but we have an audio recording. And I think it's 19 minutes. So it's not as short as everybody thinks it was. But frankly, I mean, who wants to sit through a long wedding? 19 minutes worked. It stuck. <laughs> right? I mean, for, for if you think about the ratio of minutes to years, we're doing really, really well. Right. We've yeah. passed it. It's pretty good, I think. It was a beautiful wedding. It had it had lots of preliminary. I mean, actually, the preliminary music probably, probably lasted longer than the long. wedding. We had scripture. We had songs. We had vows. We had processionals and recessionals. What else do you need? I don't know. Bridesmaids, flower girls, ring bearers, a classic groomsmen, or late eighties wedding. Just puffy sleeves. Puffy sleeves. We were all set. Big hair. Well, not you. So I didn't much. have big hair, but probably some of my bridesmaids had big hair. I don't think so, though. Mm. I'll have to go back and look at the pictures. Uh, well, now we have something to do this afternoon. <laughs> okay. This episode of On Carlson Drive was produced for Boogieland Media by Randy and Wendy Bonifield. Sound design, mix, and editing by Randy Bonifield, and distributed through our friends at podbean.com. All stories were written, edited, and narrated by Wendy Bonifield. All original music and music arrangements are written and performed by Randy Bonifield. Additional music credits for episodes can be found at our website, oncarlsondrive.com. Remember to subscribe, and please like, add, friend, and review this podcast wherever you find us, but especially on Apple Podcasts, as it helps others to find us. Follow On Carlson Drive on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at username On Carlson Drive. You may also contact us at OnCarlsonDrive at gmail.com. Special thanks to all our friends and families who, unbeknownst to them, we're writing the stories we tell simply by living them. Join us next week for a new episode. Until then, I'm Randy Bonifield, and you've been listening to On Carlson Drive.